0: This week's episode of Life Planning 101, originally aired in 2019. Please enjoy. Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome
1: in Life Planning One O one right here on KTX K D Y. Terry Slade is with you, joined as always by Angela Kennedy Robinson. Good morning, Angela.
2: Good Monday morning, and so happy to be here on this Monday morning. Well whatever morning I guess you're listening to the show it' could be is. Saturday morning. <laughs> it could be Saturday morning but um, you know it's funny we had a, a topic and I probably will uh, start out by getting in trouble with the compliance team for saying this but when we first wrote out the article we got claimed as being a little too pushy on the subject and you know it is a subject that we tend to be pushy on because we're very passionate about it and so I'm putting a disclosure at the beginning of the show that if you aren't ready for some passion you might I want to just turn off the radio right now.
1: <laughs> Passion is good.
2: Fashion is good. But um, we're passionate because, you know, we care about the families that we work with. And we have worked with some families that have been with us. My goodness, we were looking at one the other day that's been with us since 1991. Wow, And so, you know, these are people that become family to us. And when we see something happen to them or, you know, happen because of some inaction that they didn't take, it it is, it is heart-wrenching. It, it really hurts. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that you wish you had a magic wand and you were able to fix things, and you can't. And that's a really, really puts us in that place of passion. I don't know how else to put it to you. <laughs>
1: Especially if it's a situation where... You warned them about it, but they didn't heed the warning. Exactly, exactly.
2: And, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of us, what's that old saying? I never get my sayings right, so I'm going to mess this up totally about the teacher isn't there until you're ready for them or the, you know, the... The yeah. lesson isn't there until you're ready to
1: be teached. Sort of like the to older talk. you get, you realize your parents did know something. Oh,
2: yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly, And that's so true. You know, I I can't tell you how many times we have heard from families that we've worked with for like 10 years. That I wish we would have just listened to you. I wish we would have just done this. I wish we would have just done that because you told us to do this. Right. And, you know, we can only help people that want to be helped. And obviously, we always tell people it's always your decisions. It's your life. It's your money. It's your everything. It is your decision. But our job is to be candid with you and tell you the truth, even when you don't wanna hear it. Otherwise, you probably need to find another advisor because we're just not that, that type of firm, you right. know. Um, we're gonna be that candid. And I wanna start out today by uh, telling a story about a lady that was there when I started working and I, it was one of the first things that I witnessed coming into the business, a long-term story, and it was, it was heartbreaking. She um, and her husband had worked at a university for decades, and they were very successful. They were very high on life. They truly thrived in what Jesus Christ had planned for them. They had you know, things lined out um, of what they were gonna do with their missionary work and travel and all of this after retirement, and they were really excited, and they were good stewards of their money. They did everything right, and we got to meet them towards the end of that retirement period. Well, when we finally started working with him, it was too little too late. He had developed Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have any type of long-term care insurance, of course, right? And so, you know, and as the story goes, she's tried to take care of him for as long as she could she kept working part-time and he was i think at that time he was 65 or 66 he was about ready to retire anyway and she was right behind him right you know um so she was going to work a couple more years and then and then they were going to venture off on all this bucket list they enjoy had planned, life. right? enjoy life right and so um she tried to take care of him as long as she could she finally had to quit working to be home with him all the time to take care of him. And then it got so bad that, and she's, she was healthy, vibrant, uh, physically capable, everything was good. But it finally got to the point that she couldn't take care of him. She had to get help physically. He was not, she wasn't able to do it. And it wasn't because of her physique. It was just because things were getting out of control. And then he would start to disappear. And so eventually it became she had to put him in a memory care facility. She did not have a choice. And this so happened to be about the time that she put him in the facility and all this cost was generating right before then. But we all remember the Great Recession of 2008. And this so happened to be right about that same time so you can imagine the impact that their portfolio was having you know even even as we had taken tons of risk off the table there was no room to hide for you know those types of issues because you don't know what to expect you don't know what the cost is going to be you don't know how long you're going to be able to stay at home or how long you're not going to be able to do and there there was so many what ifs that the only thing you could really do was go to cash and just wait right so It was a horrible, horrible instance, and um, ended up about, I think, close to three quarters of what they had saved uh, for retirement was eaten up through healthcare. And so, you know, end of the day, he passes, and you would think at that time it's one of those bittersweet moments, right? That you feel all this weight, and yeah, obviously the emotional weight's gone, the physical weight's gone off of her shoulders but then to look up and see what she's left with was a whole different dynamic. And I had never seen this in a person before. I'd never seen a a person that was so strong, still try to remain strong in her faith and everything else, but struggle so much, and you could just see the pain.
0: Mm.
2: You, You were just, I mean, everything she had dreamed and wanted to do with her husband, was not a dream it was not a, an ability to be able to do um and here she was young still healthy vibrant and what's she gonna do is she gonna live off of less or is she going to go back to work right. or or whatever else right and you know we these are stories nobody wants to hear they don't, but they, but don't they need have, to be heard because yeah, it's,
1: it's real life
2: there it's a real life and um you know i tell her all the time i said you're a testament your testament talk to as many people as you can because that is being able to do god's will in a way that you have no idea because you know the physical and spiritual piece of that that comes with caretaking and then the financial aspect and the burden that lays down on you on top of all that is so much for someone that they if they could at all avoid it what would that mean for their family right so when we come back on the show, what we're gonna talk about today is I wanna talk about the facts and what's actually out there because I think there's a lot of myths. I think there's a lot of it won't happen to me. I think it's a lot of, oh, this is something I don't need to take care of um, till I'm 60, 70, you know, whatever that ripe old age is that you think you need to start taking care of it. I'll be honest with you. My husband's, you know, he won't want me to say this, um, in his 40s and we've already been able to take care of his. And the reason why, You're going to find out, and you aren't going to want to miss this when we come back on Life Planning 101.
1: Welcome back in segment two, Life Planning 101, on this beautiful Monday morning. Angela has... um Passionate information to share. <laughs> That's a good way to intro
2: this topic, isn't it? Rather yeah. than rather than uh, good, bad, just passionate. Passionate, <laughs> passionate information to share. Um, yes, and if you miss last segment of the show, I highly recommend you go back on and you listen to it because it's a story and about an amazing woman um, that is and it, that is. I mean, I I just I cannot tell you how much I respect this woman and what she's been through and what she's continued to do with her life thereafter. But um, you know, it's a story that everybody needs to hear. And, and why is it a story that everybody needs to hear is because she went through something that people sometimes don't believe it'll, it'll never happen to me. And there is a fact. This is not a chance. This is not an idea. There is a fact that 70 percent, seven in 10 people will need long term care, 70 percent. Okay, that is not odds that I would want to go against. Well, maybe I do go against them when I gamble in Vegas. Um, (laughs) Obviously, if I could be for my odds, I'd be gambling every day. That's that's exactly right. So seven and 10, that is a huge number. And, you know, I think when people look at this, I, I don't think anybody would ever leave their spouse, their wife in the situation that she was left in. I know he wouldn't have. I I know Not intentionally. Not intentionally. It wouldn't happen. And even more credit to them. Back then, it wasn't such an what I call an epidemic. Today, though, we know. We know better. And, you know, you think about why does it happen? Well, you know, yeah, it happens because people don't know what they don't know. They don't know. That's why we do this show, so people know. No. (laughs) Right? Um, It happens because of deferment. A lot of people say, well, I can take care of that in 10 years, or I'm not ready to start paying for that yet, or I'm not ready to start funding that yet. I've got better things to do. Yeah, that could be it, and we're going to talk about that in detail. And then there's the last of what I'd like to say is just arrogance. It'll never happen to me. And you know that? I mean, I don't know if you're a spiritual person, but take yourself out of it and really ask yourself that question again, because this isn't about you. (laughs) Right. I hate to say that, but it's not. It's about the people that you leave behind to care for you. And I was having a great conversation with a gentleman that turns 50 years old this year, yesterday. And we were talking about the importance of healthcare and he got it, you know, his wife is younger than he is. And he says, I, I don't want her to have to be doing this. I don't want her to have to have that worry. I don't want her to have to physically be taking care of me. She needs to be able to continue to live life. And and he got it. Well, why did he get it? Why does he get it at 49 years old and someone, not get it as 65. You know, that's the conundrum. And the only thing that I can say is some of your circumstances. So if you've seen it happen to someone that's close to you, then you get it. Sure. If you haven't, you don't, right? And I guess I'm blessed to be in this industry because I've seen it enough that it's got me scared to death um, because it is an epidemic. And it's not as scared to death in a way that it will happen to me. It's scared to death in a way that if I don't take care of this financially, I'm laying such a big burden on my spouse that, you know, I might as well just say, I I don't love you, right? (laughs) I could care less what you're going to be left with and what you're going to have to face because it is emotional. It is physical. It is spiritual on the entire family. And then you add the financial pressure on top of that. Oh, my Lord. You know, sometimes it's just like, do I, can I wake up the next day? And I've heard people ask that question. And that's really, really yeah. sad.
1: We've got. How do I go on?
2: How do I go on, right? Um, when they're having to be that caretaker and, and financially having to do it. Right now, I mean, we've got several widows and widowers that are victims of that situation. But we have right now six families, six families that are on some type of long term care services and facing that, some of which have the proper uh, funding in place to be able to take care of it, and some of which don't. And I'm gonna tell you the difference between those two situations, night and day. It's not even a question about finances oh we're good. We're good on that part you know they're talking about more how can we make this better for mom? how can we do this better for my spouse or um, you know I, I'd like to see this done or you know I'm I, in fact uh, I'm still riding horses. this is a real story. I'm still riding horses while the spouse is on care okay? how many spouses could say that if they're having to be the caregiver, right? <laughs> it just does it wouldn't be happening, no. right? And you know, we don't think about those things. We don't think about that physical and emotional aspect of it. But it's so money, money is not everything. Money does provide for things to be able to happen. And that's the key. So. You know, I think it's it's something that you have to ask yourself if you can put it bay. And you know, we talked a little bit about why um, why people do it when they don't know what they don't know. Well, now you know. You know, you know, you got the stats out there. You need to you need to be thinking of it. And um, really, you know, I, I mentioned I think a disclosure to that would be there's two types of people that absolutely do not need to be thinking about long term healthcare funding. And the first of which is someone that is poverty level. And you plan to go on government assistance. Sure. Okay, so yeah, you probably don't need to be thinking about it. The second, and, and a lot of people don't understand what that really means. And you need to talk to someone about what that really means. Because you may still have six figures of net worth and be at poverty level, <laughs> according to the government. So you, you need to understand that. Sure. The second thing is, is someone that is mega wealthy, okay, may not want to consider it.
1: And we say mega, we're talking mega.
2: I'm talking mega. I'm talking not a four-figure net worth. I'm talking a five-figure-plus net worth. And even then, I say may. Okay. And the reason why is I will tell you this. When you designate a sum of money over to a bucket, then it allows you to say, that's what that's for. And it's okay to use that. When you never do that, and someone gets in this situation, they feel financial pressure. I know people that have that. You know, or, or I say four figure, six figure. Not definitely not a six figure. Definitely not a seven figure. It has to be an eight figure net worth before we even start thinking about May, right? Right. Um, I was thinking in K's. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so anyway, but you know, if you have somebody that has that ten million dollar plus net worth, I know several of them that worry about running out of money.
1: And a lot of times, that ten figure net worth is not liquid it, net worth. Right, it
2: could not be liquid. Um, you know, and even if it is, they still they're worried about running out of money. Because I promise you, someone that has you know that eight figures, they um, live higher you know, the like, they live from a higher uh, standard of living standpoint than, than someone that has seven figures. Sure. They just are. Oh, their taxes are higher. Forget everything else, <laughs> you know. Their taxes are higher. So, you know, they, they have this in the back of their mind. Am I going to run out of money? In fact, um, you know, the 49-year-old I met with yesterday, that was the conversation. You know, he's looking at retirement in the near future and, and what am I going to do? And, you know, the, the guy's worth, you know, a lot of money. But to him... It's just enough money. So what happens, and like I mentioned, he we were talking about long-term health care for him. Why were we doing that? Well, it okayed that bucket of money to be spent on that right. if it's ever needed. So no one has to worry. Is this tapping into that lifestyle bucket of what I'm going to need to be able to live?
1: And the person that says that it'll never happen to me do you buy house insurance
2: right exactly I mean, the best
1: insurance policy you can ever have is the one you never use
2: exactly right so we're going to talk about funding when we come back on the show because there's multiple ways to do this and i think this is something that people need to to really get a grasp on so to help them make wise decisions about what to do with that long-term health care plan
1: final segment life planning 101 great information from angela and she has more right now
2: yes and we're talking about long-term health care subject
1: everybody loves right (laughs) at least it's not taxes at least
2: it's not taxes yeah we'll save that one for another day (laughs) um but you know i want to take you back to just the cost of what you're actually looking at why this is so financially devastating so if we're looking at care um today You know, we're seeing in the areas that we work, okay, we're seeing anywhere from $4,000 a month up to about $8,500 a month of care. Okay, that's today. So I also want you to think about the baby boomers. They have made everything do what?
1: Go up. boom. (laughs) boom. that's why
2: they're called boomers, right? So you think about the iPhones. We wouldn't have iPhones if it wasn't for the baby boomers. You think about the housing market. They made it boom, right? Colleges. They had kids. They had their own holiday coming up. Fourth of July, right? Exactly. Everything, everything. So much you think about when they start needing healthcare, what's going to happen? Boom. Boom. (laughs) Do you think those prices are going to go down? No, no, it's not. And and if you look at the national media and actually wrote this down, uh, $7,400 to $8,300 a month right now for nursing home care. Whoa.
1: That's a lot of money. That is a
2: lot of money. You know, and the oldest baby boomer right now is 73 years old. So, not really even at care age for the majority of them. Wow. So, we're really headed for something. And I'm going to tell you, the underwriters know this. The insurance companies know this. You know, because, and I, I just, and the reason I wrote this article, because our favorite type of product that we've used for long-term care over the past decade or so just went up in pricing. You ready for this? How much do you think? 10%. 20 Ooh. 20% increase in their pricing. Okay. Why are they doing that? They see it.
1: They see it coming.
2: They see it coming. I looked at a policy for, oh, this would be seven family. I looked at a policy this morning before I was coming here because we're going to have to help a lady get on claim. And uh, she has an unlimited policy, right? Pays for an unlimited number of years. They don't make them like that anymore for a traditional long term care policy. Why would they take that benefit away?
1: Because of what's fixing the
2: Right, because of what's happening. Um, we're also seeing every year we get tons of letters from our clients that were on traditional policies about their prices increasing 15 to 20% in one year. Why is that happening? Same reason. Same reason, right? So, Pricing is getting worse. Carriers, the underwriting is getting tougher to get someone on a long-term care policy. And the benefits are going away. And so when I said, why did we look at it at our age? Because I'm afraid by the time that I would actually get old enough to start considering a long-term care policy, it won't be there. I won't have the options, right? Right. So, you know, do it while the getting's good. And I think that this is the thing is that a lot of people don't understand. You don't have to rent a policy. It's not like what it used to be. In fact, most of the time, I would recommend against that because, and and I'm not saying all the time I would recommend against it, but most of the time, because it's a use it or lose it, the price increases that are there, you can't get unlimited, and it's expensive to do it. So there's tons of ways to do this. Um, You know, you can actually self-fund obviously that's always a a way to do it it's probably the most expensive way to do it Um, but there's even policy i was looking at something last week where you could drop in you know say a dollar and you get three dollars of benefit day one for one dollar so to speak and it's a 30 minute questionnaire and 98 percent of people are approved for it Hmm. on average yeah it's impressive and so you know it's just your own dollars multiplied by three Right. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's more of an asset based, right? You're dropping in money to be able to receive a return. And we're seeing more and more of that. Life insurance companies um, have been a wonderful resource because they're creating hybrid policies uh, to put writers on policies to pay out that death benefit early. If they're needed, so you know, what if you could have your cake and eat it too? You need life insurance and you need long-term care, and you could you could combine the both issues if it made sense. Sure, right? Um, there's policies that pay out upon the second death that you could access that death benefit, but then it's an inheritance for your children if you never need it, right? Or if you get mad at your children, you can cash it in if you don't <laughs> like it, right? Because there's cash value. So, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all. And I think there's that's where people, they hear long-term care, they, they've had a, a story in the back of their mind, someone having a policy, maybe it wasn't even a policy that was that great, and I'm gonna warn you about that. You need to make sure it covers what you want it to cover and how you want it to cover. And that's, that's a whole different topic for another day but it's extremely important but I think you know the biggest thing is is to have some type of plan for at least partial funding have some type of plan that that's the first money that you use so it gives that care that person that survivor whether it's your spouse or your children the okay and the permission to use this money first some type of care to be able to have a choice you know women I think I've mentioned this on the show women single women buy long-term care quicker than anybody else really yeah do you know why well i don't want just anywhere to be taking care of me and i don't want just anything to be happening to me i want that to be a little control yes yes have you thought about it from that angle yeah you have no control if you're at the mercy of being cheap right absolutely (laughs) so you know just just ask yourself what do you want for your future self but if it's not for your future self What do you want for your survivors? And they're not gonna put you in a place that's cheap. I promise you that. Because it's just like, why do you think people spend so much on their funerals? on a survivors' funerals. It's emotional, Right. it's emotional. They're going to put you on that golf course because you love to golf. <laughs> even if you can't even understand that you're looking at a golf course, they're still gonna stick you on a golf course, right? If they have the option to do it. So, you know, it is emotional, it is an option. And, you know, I think the thing to to realize is that this is an industry of funding that that is tightening, tightening so quickly that You need to be thinking about it and if you're in your 40s you need to be thinking about it if you're 50s 60s 70s and haven't done anything if you're in your 80s you need to be asking what can i do
1: what's my options (laughs) what are my
2: options now because there's still things that may be able to be done we have an 83 year old that we're actually doing something for right now that's going to give her about that three to one that we talked about earlier pretty impressive right so you know there's things that you can be able to do and you know the the question you have to ask yourself is would a long term health care event devastate your family and if the answer is maybe or yes
1: do something do something
2: with that my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services God bless everyone prayers for all of those families in care and thank you for letting us share your stories to be able to help make other people's lives better with that
0: Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.